Hello, dear friends, it's Carly, and welcome yet again to another episode of the I Learned podcast. I'm so glad you're here, whether you've taken in many episodes or this is your very first time. I am so excited to welcome each and every one of us, myself included, into back into this space. Every time I... Every time I enter enter this space, it just like has me take a big deep breath and the exhale is so delicious. It's like that exhale has all my resistance that I'm holding at this time and I'm getting better at like really imbuing that exhale with every bit of my resistance that I possibly can and allowing myself to be, just be present in this space and there's no need to worry about anything all is completely well the the next however long of this episode is going to unfold however it's meant to whatever is best for the highest good is always unfolding well-being is dominant so that's that's my intention in this energetic bubble that I've talked before. It's like popping up a parachute and tucking it under our butts and sitting in this really awesome energetic fort together for just a little while and swapping some thoughts, you know? Uh, I've also said before that I, I can I can feel people present with me. I can feel energy present with me. I'll say it that way. Like, I definitely feel like there's somewhat of a back and forth even while I'm recording these episodes that somehow the questions that are out there, they're being baked in. Like there are absolutely moments as I go along podcasting, like even kind of this explanation, like this is something that is totally coming out of left field. And sometimes I pause in the middle of what I'm doing and answer a question out of left field that I I didn't personally feel the need to clarify that, but Source did. And where does that come from, if not from you all who are going to be listening and really me listening back later too? I mean, I count myself amongst the audience of these podcasts because sometimes source wows me with what they say. Like a lot of times that happens where the message that comes through these episodes is like exactly what I needed to hear, the soothing that I'm working towards personally. And Source uses these episodes to really elaborate on my personal work and from what I hear from others, their personal work. And I just, I couldn't be more full of gratitude for this outlet, this space, this energetic bubble that I can literally feel myself getting in it as I enter into recording. And it is like easily the most pleasurable thing I get to do in my weeks and months these last few months, especially right now where we are basically exactly halfway through our Leo season, where the sun is moving through the zodiac sign of Leo. Uh, We had two weeks already, and we have another two weeks, and legit for these last 14 days, I've basically made an episode every single day because the energy is just there. It's just present. It's flowing. It feels natural. It feels easy. Uh, 
so why not? <laughs> and that's been the case for the last 14 days. And I am like, sure, hoping um, that that's what's going to unfold for the next two weeks. I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be magical. Um, my moon is at, I think, 23, 23 degrees Leo, 23 and some minutes. It's between 23 and 24. Um, so the sun is going to cross over my moon here in like another week or so. And that I have a feeling is somewhat of a culmination of like this energy that I've been feeling these last two weeks. Typically the sun crossing over your moon is a really, really warmly illuminating energy for your inner world. Our moon represents our inner world, our emotions, our intuition, our all of that, our emotional security is all wrapped up in our moon sign energy. And the sun is our ego and our individuality and our putting ourselves out into the world as our individual self, shining as the unique soul that we were born to be. And when these two forces collide, the moon and the sun, as in like they're conjunct in the sky, they're right next to each other in the sky for that moment, that day, basically, uh, before it starts fading away. Um, yeah, that's a really illuminating time. So I'm super excited to see how the rest of this Leo season plays out, especially for the podcast, because this, this has been, it's, well, it's been a fun exercise in prioritization, I guess, uh, is my, maybe how I would call that. Like basically my grocery training video project. I've not touched it a whole lot these last couple weeks. Granted, I have a year, you know, the whole thing at the end is due in July of next summer. Um, so, I mean, I'm not like down to the crunch line or anything. And typically I do work better at the end of the project period, but still I haven't really touched it because it's Leo season and this self-expressive energy is flowing like a river of gold through me and my desire, my urge is to capture as much of it as I possibly can. So I've been, yeah, pouring myself in this direction and really circling around exactly how, uh, how grateful, how much I appreciate this podcast and my willingness to start it. Um, I've, I've told stories on these episodes many times about how long I've wanted a podcast. I mean, I I gave my first speech when I was seven years old, and that experience imprinted on me in a way that my soul lit up and said, yes, exactly like that. <laughs> and that's been it ever since, like case closed. I'm going to be a public speaker. I've known that my whole life, basically. Um, and yet... As I move more and more into this space of speaking and even on a podcast, it's helping me to clarify that the only thing standing between me and me being in this space of being a public speaker like my soul was born to be is my own readiness, is my own willingness to admit that that's what I want. Um, like I remember last summer, uh, like right at this time last year, when I very first met with the life coach that I had hired, my very first life coach ever, and I invested uh, a few thousand dollars into this experience because I knew that it was going to pay off, and it did, uh, way more than the money I invested, like 
I mean, a lot more at this point, like four or five times that much has come out of, you know, that experience and that choice to take that journey and walk with her and have those conversations. And it really did open up my life and redirect my focus. Like it really helped tune me into like exactly what does my soul want versus what does my conscious mind, my ego, what does that want? And during this last year, I have definitely allowed myself to be pulled towards the side of living from the choices of what my soul wants for me. And that growth has been, I mean, everything. It's been magical. It's it's brought me to people and places and projects and things and conversations and moments and realizations and new territory that I never expected. And it's only just beginning. Like this is just the beginning. I'm, I mean, that's what I, I think so often about it's been five years, you know, and my life is completely different. I'm like, what is it going to look like in another five years? Time passes really quickly, really. It's but oh my gosh, somebody's at my door. The ferocious guard dogs are all over it. Now I pretend like I'm not here and we wait for them to leave. I'm sure it's like a package delivery of some sort. It always scares me when people knock on my door, like, like gives me a little mini heart attack because I live in the country and nobody should really be knocking on my door. <sighs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> Cut out a few minutes there because I really, I had to wait and see if they would leave and, you know, make sure that they weren't out there and then go look and see if they left anything because my curiosity is, you know, I'm basically like a cat and I can't not know what happened. Uh, I like to know things, basically. <laughs> so, anywho, um, back to where I was is probably a long shot, so really our only option is forward at this point. So, I know I was somewhere in the vicinity of giving thanks for this energetic flow that's happening this Leo season, and basically, I know I wanted to wrap that up with... Um, once again, inviting you, like, what do you have in Leo? And what is, what energy is present for you in that sign? And how is this, how have the last two weeks been for you? And, you know, that probably gives us a good idea of how the next couple weeks might unfold. And um, how can we use that Leo energy archetype to process what is happening in your life right now and to personalize and integrate your Leo energy into your self-perception, into your, your own understanding of your energetic grid. Um, I just, this past week, whatever day that was, Tuesday, I think, I did an Astro Beginners event, a Zoom event. It's over on my YouTube channel. I'll put the, the link in the description. Uh, but the, the Astro Beginners event was over, we all have all 12 zodiac energy archetypes present within us and we are by no means only our sun sign or you know the sun where the sun was when you were born um, based on your birthday 
we are all of those energies and we can personalize them and we can learn how to get them out of our toolbox at the right time, at the right place by being aware of how each of them feel. And, you know, meanwhile, everything else that we're talking about is like practice guiding how you feel. And this is kind of the same thing. Like you guide your feelings into a Gemini space or into a Leo space, or, you know, you call deep on your compassion and you try to try on your Pisces energy, or, you know, you need to give a presentation in front of a group of people and you try to put on your Leo energy or, you know, on and on and on. There's a, there's a time and a place for every single one of the 12 Zodiac signs. They all serve their purpose and they're all within all of us. And that is like my favorite astrology takeaway. Uh, so yeah, if that's, if you're interested, uh, check that out. It's like an hour and 20 minutes um, as I go through each of the 12 archetypes. And the goal is to see if you can feel for each archetype within yourself. So it's kind of like a personal exercise, like an energy exercise to go through. So there's that. Uh, the other thing is if you're into the astrology conversation, I always like to direct you over to my other podcast, which is Astro Lessons, uh, where I do bite-sized astrology lessons, uh, where your, you know, your unique astrology based on your natal chart can really unlock, like tell you so much about what your soul intended for this lifetime you're currently living. Um, like your soul's purpose, your karmic calling, all of these types of things. Uh, plus, like there's a ton of ways to look into what you're bringing forward from past lives, both in the area of like your strengths and the healing that you intended for yourself. Uh, we can we can learn a lot about your personal healing journey by looking at your natal chart. So those are the kinds of conversations that I have in all of the YouTube content plus the Astro Lessons podcast. And I do one-on-one -on -one sessions. If you're ever interested in having a conversation specifically about your life and your journey, uh, I love to share that space with people. So definitely uh, hit me up. That email is owningauthenticity at gmail.com. Okay, so this morning, this morning, truth be told, has been a bit of an emotional roller coaster, a little bit, um, very, well, <laughs> that probably is no accident. I've been binging the show uh, Fear the Walking Dead by AMC. Uh, I watched The Walking Dead back in the day. I don't think I've seen the last few seasons of it. Um, and I've never seen any of Fear the Walking Dead. I think I did see when they came out with it like six years ago uh, that they were making that they were making a spinoff series. But I don't think I put together that <clears throat> Fear the Walking Dead is the beginning of the story of what's going on when you enter like the first episode of The Walking Dead, where the apocalypse has basically already happened and you're like already into full blown like the world has ended. Um, fear of the walking dead is the world ending. Like it's the crumbling of society. And I am the freak that finds that really fascinating. Um, I'm a student of human behavior. I like to watch people in emotional situations in high stress situations. Uh, I find it very fascinating. And that show, obviously like it's a zombie apocalypse. So it's a high stress situation basically all the time. Um, so the fact that I've been binging that and really like fascinated by it and watching it and all of these things and, 
uh, now my morning has been like an emotional roller coaster. I'm like, yay. So I'm, I'm manifesting what I've been focusing on in my own life. So, you know, I should probably like pause the show maybe for a couple of days and let my, let my energy settle. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anywho, uh, emotional roller coaster this morning, I was on a bit of one and as I'm on it, you know, I bring my, my tools for self-soothing and I know that anytime emotions are coming up or there's intense emotions going on, that this is here for a reason. This is going to tell me something. And my job while the feeling is feeling itself is to observe. You know, I think I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the observation deck on here, like get on the observation deck and observe the movement of the emotional energy that's running through your body. Um, that's really all we can do while the feeling is feeling itself. And from there, be open to what our intuition has to say about the meaning of that feeling. Every single emotion is there with a message to help us, to guide us towards the path of, I think, what our soul is really wanting from us or for us. Um, what we personally intended, like our soul is within us. Our soul is very personal. It's so much a relationship between us and ourself. And there is, there's no, there's nothing more personal than living out your soul's purpose. And this, this morning was such a, hmm, it was definitely a step five moment. You know, I, I think in the vortex episode, I explained the five steps of Abraham's process and step five is basically being in a contrasting moment and not beating up on yourself for it. That's where I was this morning, but I was in contrast. I was feeling, I went back to the emotional wheel and I found sadness. I found grieving. I found loss. I don't know if that one was on, on the wheel or not, but I definitely felt loss. I felt the absence of something that I once had that I did love very much. And now I don't have it anymore. And that's basically by my decision. Um, mostly my decision, somewhat the other, other person's decision in this example. Um, and I made that choice for a reason. And this morning here I am like second guessing was that the right choice? I mean, here I am missing that person. Here I am like, you know, remembering their good qualities and all of the reasons why I love them in the first place. Love, current, I realized that. I was feeling that amidst my sadness. And I think that's the the basis of that sadness was like, I do love this person and they are now absent from my life. And I was feeling all of these things. Like, have I really made the right choice here. And that opened a can of worms like, Hey, let me second guess my entire life path. And I mean, so many decisions like life altering decisions, like canceling my wedding and moving to Dallas and moving back to Kansas and all of these different choices that I've made that have really drastically shaped my life in one way or another. And it just kind of started swirling around me. Like, is this, is this right? Is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Cause right now I feel bad. I miss this person and I feel this absence for them. And 
I'm being drawn back towards that because there's, there's a comfort there. There's a history, there's all of these things. And I mean, I'm balancing that, trying to remember the strength and the clarity with which I made the decision in the first place to divert our paths and to walk my own direction. And I'm contemplating all of this and, you know, basically same as all my stories, I get in my journal and I write down how I'm feeling. I name as many emotions as I can and start to tell the story. And it doesn't take very long at all before, you know, source my intuition, whatever is landing epiphanies and thoughts and insights into my brain. And then a message pops up from my first extended coaching client uh, we've done one engagement together and are gearing up to do a second engagement together. And she sent me a message this morning and she is a regular listener of this podcast. Thank you. Um, and it literally had me on the verge of happy tears to listen to the way that she described all the ways that this podcast and our conversations in general resonate with her and, move her closer to living what her soul came here to do was basically the gist of it. And she really milked it. She put a lot of words into it and it was like a 10 minute message and like three different times I'm about to cry happy tears. And it was absolutely one of the best gifts I've ever received um, in terms of feeling seen and heard and resonant and soulful and purposeful and like destiny is unfolding in my current right now reality. (laughs) And it just felt like such perfect place, perfect time. And it was absolutely a reality check of, do you really want to go back? I mean, you, I mean, I, I say you, cause I'm talking to myself, but like I left behind a current reality when I went into hibernation, uh, which would have been basically April 1st, um, was the day that my grandmother, my grandmother passed away. And I, in, I was already kind of burnt out at that point. Like a couple days before she passed, I had spent the whole day in bed for the first time in years. Probably. Uh, I just laid in the bed the whole day. I did my normal stuff. I mean, I journaled and I listened to my stuff and I drank my coffee and I did all those things. I just did it sitting up in my bed, uh, like a hospital patient basically. (laughs) And it felt so good. So then, uh, my grandma passed and it was a spiritual experience that I do talk about in episode 17. If you're interested, you can go hear that story. Um, that, that episode I do believe is called the price of authenticity. Uh, it has a very different story in the second half of it, but yeah, anywho, um, what were we talking about all the time, Carly? Here we go again. Probably just means I need a sip of my coffee. I'm telling the story about my morning. I know that I'm missing my past, basically the good parts of it. Um, because that's all I was thinking about was the love that I had, not the resistance that caused me to make the decision that I made. Um, and when I got the message, uh, from my 
first coaching client, which came as a result of that hibernation. Basically, when my grandma passed, I went into my bed and I was like, I'm just going to spend the day in bed like I did the other day. And this is, this is where I am. This is what I'm going to do today. And that's what I did. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to spend the day in bed again. That's, that's what I feel like doing. That's, that's where I feel like leaning sounds really lovely. So that's what I did. And at that point, it was Saturday, Sunday, so I got to go to store. I got to go to Cecil K's and work my days. And then it was Monday, and I felt like spending the day in bed again. And it went on like that for three and a half months. And while I was in that hibernation, this hibernation basically ended uh, right at the end of cancer season, right before this Leo energy started. Um So like at the tail end of it, I started making episodes again, but I went through a big long chunk of like, actually I called it the difference between season one and season two. Um, Season one is before the hibernation, season two is after the hibernation. So if ever you do listen back to season one, season two, just know that that energetic shift took place between the two seasons and it was absolutely necessary for my soul. It was like catching my breath on a soul level for three and a half months. I sat in my bed like a hospital patient. (laughs) And during that time, I was not social. I was not self-expressive. I did the bare minimum of journaling every morning. I would make a gratitude list. Um, Sometimes it was longer than others. And I binged a lot of Netflix. I slept a lot. Like usually 10 hours ish a night plus a nap. So, I mean, it was, it was, I, I told my life coach at the time, cause I continued meeting with her every two weeks during that time. And I told her, or I guess it was once a month at, by that point. Um, but I told her like in my old self, I would have called this a depressive episode, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like a hibernation, no doubt about it. Like I am, I'm very much introverting. I'm turning inward. I am going in my shell. I'm hibernating, whatever you want to call it. I am turning away from the outside world, from my current reality. And so like this person that I made this decision to leave behind, it was never anything so personal as to say that they specifically have to be left behind. It was, it was a leaving behind of my current reality because my current reality was not working for me. My current reality was burning me out. And I have been down that road of burnout enough times to recognize pretty early signs of it. And it was already well underway. Like my aggravation levels were rising. Like there was a building of tension. There was a a hustling that didn't feel good. Um, I was recognizing that like, this is not sustainable. And I (laughs) like, I kind of threw my hand, like literally just, and back then, like threw my hands up in the air a little bit because I was like, you know what? Like, God damn it. Because I thought that when I'm 
doing my spiritual business, which was my name for like living my soul purpose, like living what my soul came here to do, sharing my spiritual gifts with others and hopefully turning that into a way to make a living and my spiritual business. And <laughs> wouldn't you know what? I lost my train of thought again. You guys like this emotional roller coaster of a morning. And then, so, okay, so let's just cut to this part of, so she sent me that message and it was such a nice reality check of everything worked out exactly the way it should have, um, that the, you know, exactly what happened was the right thing because that's what happened. And there absolutely was a huge shift. I mean, I would call it a jump just because I did pause from reality. So there's really nothing like no productive results to judge while I was going through the shift, the day by day, moment by moment shift of it. Um, but I mean, when you look at the results, I feel like it is a jump. It's a, there's so much more ease. There's so much more flow. There's so much more not at all in a hurry. I am I am realizing that like my, my job is to rest and to line up my energy and to make sure that my gas tank is full and then see what happens. And sometimes all that can happen is resting because I wore out the system beyond being able to do maintenance while I continue to produce it's full-time shutdown. It's and I, I probably wasn't all the way there energetically. It was probably a preemptive shutdown. Um, but I'm so freaking glad that I did it. And because of that shift, that's where my first extended engagement coaching client even came from. It was like after that. Um, and then here she is giving me this message of like how much I'm touching her on a soul level. And that was all I needed to hear to like snap me back into where I normally am of knowing that like I am following my inspiration. I'm even in those three and a half months of like planting myself in my bed and not doing anything on purpose. Even that was me building my soul's purpose because I needed that energy. I needed that restoration. I needed that time, that downtime so that my energy could settle the dust could settle. And it was so much easier then to flow these episodes and season two, whew, like season one, I feel like I, I did it and I got through it and it was good because it was me figuring out kind of the, the bare basics of like how to make podcast episodes, like how to get in here and talk for a while and hopefully say something that eventually has a point. You know, I'm not always great at finishing my thoughts and getting to the point. Um, it's classic. <laughs> I must be like really, um, really nervous about losing my train of thought because I keep losing my train of thought. Uh, but then again, like instantly my self-soothing kicks in and is like, Everything that happens is exactly what's meant to happen. If it happened that way, it was right. Trust what's coming out in the moment. Love your awkward. Like all of these self-soothing thoughts that I practice on a daily basis, I tell them to myself over and over and over again. Huh. 
Yeah, that's that's our practice. That's the process. And speaking of process, this is so exciting. And I think this is probably why uh, I'm I'm struggling to keep coherent because my energy field is like buzzing because I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Uh, and you already know because of the title of the episode that I, I'm going to share about epigenetic control. And this is something that I just learned about this morning. Uh, I also have put the link to the YouTube video uh, where I watched this. It's a 10-minute YouTube video, and it just came up randomly in my newsfeed. That actually was a beautiful moment because I've also been journaling lately about synchronicities. I've seen several lately very powerful synchronicities. There was a run-in yesterday that'll have to be a story for another day because it could probably be its own whole episode. Um but synchronicities. And I felt like there was this moment I listened to, to Denitria's message and had the happy tears and responded to her. And it was just like this beautiful, uplifting, harmonizing moment. And from that place, it's a subtle feeling, but there was a pull, there was a call there was this this drawing moment, this magnetic pull that I can feel. It's in my energetic body for sure. It's like towards the back of my head and neck and then kind of just all down my torso and my legs and my arms. Like It's just like my whole self is being drawn towards something. And I could feel that and I've felt it enough times now to understand that that is source being like, hey, Pat, the most fun, I got something to give you. Come with me, you're gonna love it. Um, and so I open, well, first I sat there cause I'm like just in my phone. Normally they just give it to me. You know, I don't always have to like interact a whole lot, which is great. Cause I don't really have that skill, but today they gave it to me. I'm looking at the home screen on my phone. And so I have all these different apps. I have all kinds of places that I could go to find content. And now I have this draw that's telling me there's content. There's something that I want to show you. And I just like, at first I was like, I don't know where to go. And then I was like, no, (laughs) they wouldn't be show. They wouldn't be like having me feel this while I have to now choose where to go if I wasn't able to do it. So this is an opportunity to practice. And what does that mean? It means practice believing that I can do it. And so I opened YouTube and that was just like a gut, like, okay, I think this is where it's at. I think it's a YouTube video that they want me to see. And typically when I go to YouTube, uh, if I want to like get in the flow, I just play the first thing that's there. And it happened to be an 11 minute, uh, Abraham video. And I listened to it and it was so perfect for this moment in time. I'll link that too, because it all just is such a beautiful unfolding, all kinds of great content. And I listened to that. I sent the video back to Denitria because I was like, this is such a perfect Abraham video for this moment. And then I went back to YouTube kind of mindlessly, like not consciously and was scrolling a little bit and came across this video. This is the one I want to talk about where the title of the video, I think is only like very watch every day, very powerful message something like that. Like it doesn't say at all what it's about. And it does say that it's by Bruce Lipton, who I've never heard of. Never. I I have no idea who that is, but that's, who's talking in this video. And 
So I watch the, like YouTube will put captions on the videos so you can scroll and it'll start like doing the words on the screen. So you can like kind of hear quote unquote the content before you step into it. And so I do that a lot of times. And so I let the, the captions play and it's talking about every cell it had already kind of started by the time I was paying attention to what the words said. Cause I was like, so focused on the very powerful message watch every day. I'm like, my goodness, what could it be? It's 10 million or it's 10 minutes. And it has 1.5 million views on, on YouTube. And at this point I can't understand why it only has 1.5 million views. It's so powerful. Um, so I start paying attention and basically what I'm going to tell you next, I have notes because I was so taken with like basically every sentence that was in this video. Um, I took three pages of notes. Uh, so what I'm going to do next is basically paraphrase. Uh, I found the video a little dense. Uh, Bruce Lipton, obviously a very genius person, very brilliant person. Um, a very brilliant teacher. He was very succinct, very direct, very clear speaker, easy to understand, no fluff words whatsoever, always got to his point. It did sound a little edited though, so maybe somebody helped him out with that. But he's definitely like a scientist. He's definitely um, like got that kind of language to what he's talking about. Uh, so if you ever, whoops, um, yeah, if you have more of a scientific side to you, watch the video itself because it is just packed full of really interesting information. Um, and basically what it's talking about is our body and the cells of our body. And the cells of our body are each individually like a battery, like it's made of electricity. And each cell has one, I and I, the numbers are all in the video. If you really care about the specific numbers, I would say watch the video, but I'm going to get as close as I can. So each cell has like 1.4 volts in it. And he says that that's not that much. And I honestly have no fucking idea because I don't know volts and how much electricity, blah, 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 blah. Like that's not really the point. His point was that there are like 500 trillion cells in your body. So that means that 1.4 volts per cell times 500 trillion cells means that your body contains 700 trillion volts of electricity, that that is your energy and that the chi, I've heard this of like, I, and he says in the video, like which practice it is, <sighs> I wish I had paid attention to that part. I was just so taken by the chi bit, the chi bit, the chi bit. Um, because I've heard chi, I've heard that, and I've never like sparked to go and figure out like what does that mean, and you know what's the what's the story behind it. And he gave it like two sentences and totally explained it. So basically, it's those seven hundred trillion volts of electricity that is present in your body and that your chi is that energy field and that through practice uh, you can learn how to center that energy field and point it into whatever direction you want and basically what i got out of his work almost immediately as i'm listening to what he's saying is that this is everything that abraham has been teaching her whole entire body of work is all about exactly what he's talking about with this. Um, 
it's basically the same thing by a different name. And his video was also under law of attraction coaching. Like it is clearly labeled that this is another way to practice law of attraction. It's a more scientific, less spiritual way. Personally, me, I mean, I'm a deeply spiritual person and I, that's how I connect to it. I can feel it. And I know that it's true because I can feel that it is, but I also really loved this explanation because it exists so much closer to the surface where somebody who has no spiritual side to them whatsoever could watch this video and understand the gravity of your own personal thoughts, your thoughts and your feelings. He doesn't get into the feeling side of it, the emotion side. He stays on the thoughts because basically what his, his focus is on healing, healing your physical body. And so because of that, he's talking about disease and he, he separates it as dis ease. So where our soul is pure ease, when we separate from our soul, we cause disease within ourselves. And that's the basis of what he's talking about is that we cause disease within ourselves most of the time that there are only two. Again, I am totally paraphrasing basically exactly what he says and adding my filler words to kind of you know, bring it down to a place that is more storytelling and less like scientific facts strung together like he delivered, which was brilliant by any standard, but a little hard to hear. Perhaps I was definitely zoning out by the end of it because it was so full. I'm going to definitely have to listen to it again because it was so full. I know I can hear more in there next time. But as he talked about disease, he says there's, di you know, dis-ease. There's two places that dis-ease comes from. And one of those is that the cell itself, the protein of the cell, like the biological matter of the cell is bad. And that comes from a birth defect of some kind that during formation, there was a, a complication, a problem of some kind. And now the genes, the protein of the cells themselves are defective. And that is going to throw off the rhythm of your physical health, um, of the signal of this 700 trillion volts of electrical energy. It's going to throw that off balance if the cells themselves can't communicate like that. He said that's 5%. That's 5% of dis-ease, of disease, 5% of it comes from birth defects. So where does the other 95% of it comes from? It comes from the signal, the signal that your brain is sending to your cells, the pulses of that 700 trillion volts of electricity going through your body. Uh, that signal is either healing or damaging. It depends on the frequency of the signal. Um, and he says that there are three ways that you can disrupt your signal. Uh, the first is trauma. And from the way he elaborated on how you would heal that trauma, it definitely sounded like he was talking about like physical trauma. Like, let's say you got in a car accident, you broke your leg. Like, yeah, that, that break and that physical trauma is now disrupting your entire energetic field 
and it's causing it's causing its disruption but you know typically you give it time and you go through the process and you heal it and that's modern medicine yay uh i would argue i would add in there in addition to what he was saying that emotional trauma like some kind of abuse or neglect or you know any number of things that can really really cause their own damage and we'll get more into that here in the third one the second one was toxins so like if you're taking drugs or if you swallow rat poison like toxins they'll do it they'll get in the way of your signal going throughout your body the way that it needs to to carry that healing energy and the third way that we can disrupt our signal is through our thoughts this is really where good freaking lord like it's the same concept as abraham teaches just in a different set of vocabulary it's so amazing i i love having found this puzzle piece i'm so excited um and basically our thoughts they cause they cause differences in the timing and the power and all of that related to our signal like if our thoughts are positive and he really only ever gets into positive thoughts and negative thoughts but we know from abraham and that basis of work that you know positive thoughts feel really good negative thoughts feel really bad so when your thoughts feel really good the signal that you're flowing it's carrying healing energy to your body and when you're thinking negative thoughts or things that don't feel good when you focus on them you're sending harmful energy to your cells to the cells of your body um so he's also getting at that very same thing of what she's saying is like focus on what feels good like find a thought that feels good focus yourself into appreciation he's saying the same thing like work on your perspective and focus yourself into positive thoughts and send healing energy throughout your body like he's saying that five percent of disease is coming from birth defects things that we cannot help because we were born that way 95 percent is a healthy person becoming sick and that all is a result of our thoughts he goes into more detail about the levels of how that actually is true which we'll get into here in a second so basically his point is that your perspective controls your biology so hard questions like where does cancer come from or any kind of disease that feels unfair or whatever um, any kind of illness he goes on to talk about how so many things are out there so many things are present in our physical environment and when we focus negatively we put stress onto our physical body and that stress in a moment in a burst it activates fight or flight right it changes the way our body works so that it shuts down <clears throat> this is so like really telling you what's in that video but i love it it's so cool um your body shut in stress in stress response your body shuts down the things that aren't necessary and sends all of your energy out to your fight or flight ability um and when you are in periods of prolonged stress which is never healthy stress is meant to get us through a moment 
of attack or a difficult moment. It's help, meant to help move us through that difficult moment. And then we should go back to a resting state or a state of ease. Um, when we stay in stress for long periods of time, which I absolutely know that I have done, um, it it shuts down our immune system. And so now all of these things that are already present in our environment, they have an opportunity to breach the wall because the guard is not on duty anymore. Our immune system is shut down because our thoughts are preventing it from doing what it needs to do. We're focusing negatively. We're focusing in ways that just like feel rotten when we do it. And if we do it over and over and over and over again, our immune system can't protect us and basically anything and everything can have its way with us. And so many people spend their lifetime fighting off sickness when it's really just a matter of perspective. It's a matter of feeling good, thinking positively, having faith and having hope and opening ourselves up to those good feeling emotions, which I got to think um, typically is more a cause of people just don't even feel their thoughts. They, I mean, by the time our negative thinking is causing us illness, it's probably normal. It's probably our normal set point. So at that point, we don't even know that we're doing it. Basically, you know, until you have something reflect to you in your life that here's a consequence of your negative thoughts, like, you know, you're in a car accident and you hurt your back or whatever the case is. Like that's a momentum. That's a manifestation that comes out of prolonged negative momentum. You, you focus there long enough that it created a physical manifestation. And so often we completely just numb ourselves out to the bad feelings, those negative feeling things we turn off our ability to feel the negative side of the emotional spectrum. And Brene Brown teaches us that we can't do that. We can't just turn off the negative emotions. When we do that, we shut down the entire spectrum. And so we, I mean, we can't shut down our emotional spectrum and guide our thoughts into positive space at the same time. Like we have to have our emotions so that we can feel if our thoughts are positive or negative because it absolutely matters. And Again, the basis of this work that he's talking about is epigenetic control. It is the idea that your perception controls your biology. Epigenetic control. We're born with our genes. We're born with, you know, we form in our mother's womb. Our genetic blueprint is established and it does not change while we are alive. It is, it's there. Maybe radiation or some sort of something. I mean, I'm sure there's something out there where their geneticists are working on, you know, mutating and messing with genes. I know that's happening. But for the most part, most of us, we're going to live our whole life with the genetic blueprint we're born with. But epigenetic control, we can change it at any time. Like we are not, I mean, we are given our epigenetics, we're given our perspective is how he phrases it. Um, you know, another way of saying that is that we're programmed when we're little, we're very impressionable. Uh, we pick up on the vibration of our environment and that vibrational set point becomes our initial epigenetics. So that means that if our mom is a hypochondriac, 
we likely will grow up to be one because that's how we were raised. That was the the epigenetic makeup of the parenting that we received. We were taught to be that way. And that's our perspective where we hold those fears, we hold those beliefs, we hold those routines, we hold those patterns of being. And, you know, hypochondriacs, they're some of the sickest people because they just, they focus all the time on sickness and they want wellness so bad, but they, uh, they're, they got so much momentum going on the other, the other side of the stick. And granted, that's a hard, that's a hard way to start, you know, to, I mean, really any of our programming that we were born with and our parents gave us when we were little, we get to grow up and we get to decide, do I want to continue believing these things? Do I want to continue with this perspective? And, you know, these last five years for me have been about the turning point of deciding, no, I don't want this. I, I want to feel happy. I'm done complaining and trying to control in the physical world and then being all bent out of shape when what I'm trying to control doesn't do what I want it to do. There's nothing that'll piss you off faster than trying to control in the physical and instantly being shown that that's not how it works. Um, so, I mean, I, I got there through deciding I want to, I want to be happy. And that leads me to Brene Brown's work of, if you want to be happy, you want to feel the good things, you got to be open to the the bad things, the negative side of the emotional, emotional range that gets you into shadow work. Like you got to, there's, there's so much to this, you know, I love how simplic simplistic his video is in terms of your perspective controls your biology period. He says at one point it returns responsibility for your health to you. Like your thoughts are controlling what's going on. Unless you were born with something, everything about your health is a reflection of your thoughts, which we've talked a lot, never specifically about health, but a lot about, you know, your inner world is reflected in your outer world. And that includes the outer world being your physical body, the manifestation of your physical body and whether it's healthy or sick, um, that is a reflection of your inner world. So looping that back together. Um, he goes into the placebo effect and how that's real and how that's basically proof that all of this is true, that our perspective is what is pulling the strings, is what's opening the valve or closing the valve. Like it's all about our thoughts and the way that we choose to focus ourselves. Um, this is probably like the biggest, the biggest piece that I have found in a long time. And I've been hungry for new content. And then today source is like, Hey, come with me path of most fun style. I got something you need to see. Um, Hey, that rhymed. Uh, and then it's this, it's epigenetic control. It's Abraham's work in a different package. And it's one more side of the house being put on this thing that I'm building. And it's something that now I have it as a tool in my back pocket. If there's somebody that wants to know this stuff, but just can't hear Abraham, maybe they can hear Bruce Lipton. You know, I love having this whole big range of teachers and access to all of this knowledge through this beautiful technology that we have access to at this point and being able to pull it all together and share it in one 
hopefully cohesively braided together story here on these podcast episodes. So I begin these episodes in gratitude and I try to end these episodes in gratitude. And once again, I find myself overflowingly grateful that we have this space to share. And I know that it does magical things for my life and my experience. And I hope you're feeling the same. Until next time, dear friends, you take good, good care of yourselves. And so will I.